Marvel Day at Sea. So you get on board the fabulous Disney dream for Marvel Day at Sea. What was the experience like for Marvel Day at Sea right now? Well, first of all, Brian, I want to tell you, I can do this all day. back everybody to this week's bonus episode of the dcl duo podcast and i'm excited to welcome back someone who's like quickly becoming our specialty cruiser themed cruising expert here <laughs> i want to welcome back gail to our show welcome gail hello brian so great to have you back we were last talking to you about pixar day at sea which we're all waiting to see what that looks like but i'm excited to talk to you about marvel day at sea because it is still an elusive experience for sam and i we have desperately wanted to go on a marvel day at sea cruise but before we dive into your specific cruise, Gail, just remind folks really quickly what your experience has been with Disney Cruise Line up until now. Uh, sure. I started cruising Disney Cruise Line in 2006 and immediately became uh, quite loyal. And uh, this was our 15th sailing. So we're enjoying life in platinum mode and have been able to sail all of the ships uh, in the fleet so far in the Caribbean, Bahamas, Mexico, West Coast, and Mediterranean. Well, you're covering all the bit. You need Alaska in there, I think, is the only my, one. I, I uh, put my best friend on the inaugural sailing of Alaska, so I do that through association. Well, you sailed on the Magic out of Miami February 5th. It looks like a five-night cruise. Is that right? That is correct. Nice. Where, where did it go? Before we get into the Marvel Day at Sea aspect of it, where did it go? So like so many cruises, we did have an itinerary change uh, where we had our Marvel Day at Sea was actually our first full day, which was a very good choice. And then it ended up being a double dip. So we were at Castaway, took a break in Nassau, came back to Castaway before returning back to Miami. Oh, wow. Double, a double dip Marvel day at sea. Yes. That, is, that is rare. <laughs> that is super rare. Um, well, before we dive into Marvel day at sea, I'd love to hear the experience sailing out of Miami right now. We've, we've not been able to sail to Miami before. And so how are things sailing out of Miami? Well, I think many of us on Disney Cruise Line, wherever the ship goes, we will happily go. I will say that Miami was by far our least favorite port. That is because it just feels like the layout of that terminal does not match what Disney does for an embarkation process. Uh, in specific, I don't know if they didn't have staff, if they didn't have space, but there was the check-in line and then there was the line for concierge. There was no castaway club status lines. And let me assure you, the number of cruisers in line with us that were quite displeased with that was well known. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't I didn't think to look on our last cruise out of New Orleans whether they had a special check-in line for platinum. I just assumed that they did, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm wondering if they actually did. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Usually they have that special line. Did they do the testing first and then funnel you up to check-in or what what was the order of security testing check-in? It was actually security first, then testing, uh, which was a, a little bit uh, louder and more rambunctious, a la Miami style. 
Uh, and then um, we were shuttled to our upstairs, to our waiting area. There were monitors with the test results, but we noticed quite quickly the monitors were not synced. So we gave up on that and we said, we're just going to check our phone. When we were cleared, we were moved into the next room, um, which like I said, there was a line for concierge and there was a line for everyone else. Uh, it did go quite quickly. And then we were then moved to another room where we waited for the boarding groups to be called. Yeah, I've we we had the monitors in New Orleans and I will say one they're not helpful cuz you have to have like this like 20 digit numerical code memorized in order to spot your test results. They aren't putting them up by name, which makes by the way, makes total sense to me cuz it's your health information, but at the same time, I can't track to a whatever number digit code it was. So I I found that the app actually online was the fastest way because we we've discovered our test results came in in like 10 or 12 minutes like i was blown away by how fast they came in in the app and we didn't get the email until about 15 minutes later so i think i, think I heard the- that on your uh podcast ours was not that experience we had a port arrival time of 10 45 they did sneakily let us in at 10 30 but we had the traditional 30 to 40 minute wait Interesting. Yeah, I don't think they asked us anything about whether we were sailing. Like at one point, I thought, did they prioritize the concierge guests or not? But they didn't. They didn't ask us anything. We were probably, I don't know, easily the thirtieth or fiftieth family in line to get tested. So I expected a much longer wait than we experienced. So, and I had not been drinking hurricanes that day, so it was not. <laughs> it, I was sober and I was paying attention. So anyway, Marvel Day at Sea. So you get on board the fabulous Disney Dream for Marvel Day at Sea. What was the experience like for Marvel Day at Sea right now? Well, first of all, Brian, I want to tell you, I can do this all day. So I'm glad that you set a a time limit for us. Uh, I had heard many things. I was very excited about this, but it was by far the busiest onboard day I have had on any Disney cruise. That's awesome, actually. I was a little worried that they would have reduced activity level. It sounds like you had enough to keep you busy. It was more than enough. There were actually a couple of things that we just were not able to fit in. What, so, what? yeah, let's start be- beginning of the day. Like, what, What's the first activity you get involved in? Is Do they leave anything special in the stateroom like they do for Star Wars Day at Sea, for Marvel Day at Sea? So, we had a window cling on our veranda door. But there was not any like special bedding throw that I had heard on prior cruises. So window cling, but nothing else. Um, that's interesting. Uh, and then, yeah. So what's the first activity of the day that you that you hit up? Well, I know this isn't Marvel specific, but it was breakfast at Cabana's. And I say that because the number one thing that you encounter, of course, is the theme music. So as soon as you come out of your stateroom door, you just feel like somebody's going to be lurking around the corner and I should be prepared because I'm in Avenger mode right now. The great thing that happened at breakfast was the fantasy had left uh, Port Canaveral at the same time we had. And so she came sailing by and had a little horn battle. So that was really fun. Well, you got some music, you got a horn battle. What's what's the first sort of Marvel specific activity? Sure. Uh, We started, I think, about nine o'clock in the morning. We were in um, the movie theater for what they term Marvel Origins, uh, which was a combination of one of the crew members and a lot of video footage, really sort of starting people out, making sure that they had a good foundational knowledge. I think I'm a pretty strong Marvel follower. But this was a, a really good way to, to set the tone, set the day. And even we learned a couple of things that we didn't know. Interesting. Is a part of that, are they, are they introducing elements of the new Marvel universe into the experience? Like, I'm just wondering, you know, they've got 
the Loki TV show out and Black Widow. Are, are those characters more prominent or was there mention of, uh, of those kinds of storylines? Yes, they absolutely included the Disney Plus series, which I was really shocked about because I was thinking about the timing of when they would have had to have filmed all of this to, to put it together to be on the ship. Well, what, what else? So outside of this sort of learning experience, where'd you head next? So throughout the day in the app, you would just see a series of arrive and wave. And that was code for go meet the characters. But it did not name which characters were going to be where and when. If you were somebody who was really trying to track a specific character, I'm not sure if you could find out through the app, through guest services or not. I did not see a way to do that. Um, but as we were walking about, uh, we do, did see Hawkeye, Black Widow, uh, Loki and Thor were actually sort of bantering back and forth with each other. Doctor Strange was out there. We actually did pop very quickly into the shops to check out the merch situation. And much like you, we were highly disappointed. There was maybe a rack and a half. It was mostly geared for the kids. Interesting. Yeah, the merch situation on board for these special sailings right now is pretty pretty abysmal. So hopefully that picks up now that uh, things are starting to relax and loosen a little bit that they you know, expect more people on board. So they bring more merch along. But yeah, that, that's a bummer to hear because... You can't always do these sailings. So your opportunity to get the merch is when you're on board. There's no other opportunity to do it. So. Absolutely. Then after that, um, we had a pre-booked character encounter. So uh, normally we would have been able to book that when our platinum booking window opened. They did not have those loaded into the system. They actually loaded them in and made them available to everyone at 60 days out, which made me very nervous. But we did get our character encounter at 1030. And I do think that there was still availability throughout the day. Um, And our character encounter was with Iron Man and Black Panther in D-Lounge. Prior sailing, Spider-Man had also been in there. So I was disappointed that we did not have that. D-Lounge, you would not recognize it. It was curtained all the way around the room with this really vibrant Marvel tapestry that had just all the different Marvel character icons all over it. So you really felt immersed in that experience. First met Iron Man, and I do not know who or how they built this suit, but I wanted to bring it home with me. (laughs) I felt like it was going to be a a real life uh, AI in my house, which I can't say out loud because of course it will trigger uh, what is sitting here (laughs) in my house. And so I don't know if they had a, a voice simulator or pre-recorded sayings, but you got to have a conversation with Iron Man in his suit and the arc reactor lit up and the blasters on his hands lit up. And so it it was really, it was one of my favorite things. And Iron Man is one of my favorites anyway. So we did pictures. We also did pictures with Black Panther, who was 100% royal, regal, kingly self. And, and getting into all of the, the popular positions that you would see like Black Panther land in in the movies. I think that the downer was we did have to keep our masks on for all of those photos. Um, there was also a second character encounter we actually did not participate in, which was with Groot. You've got a pretty good smattering of characters I've heard so far. So I've heard, I've heard Black Panther, Black Widow, Loki, Thor. Who else? Groot? Yeah, what what... What, who, who did you see throughout the day? 
There were so many characters at so many different spots. We did not make it to all of them. It was almost like doing midship detective if you were trying to go and find all of the characters. And in fact, they they did some things out on some of the outer decks and the inner spaces. Uh, but I'm going to get to the number of characters at the end of this. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I, so you mentioned the character experiences. Just to confirm for, for my own information, those are ticketed events. That's what you're talking about, right? The, yes. The timed hard ticket events. Yep. Timed and ticketed, but complimentary. So there was no additional cost. Right. Right. Yeah. Which we've experienced in Star Wars Day. They do they do that as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, what what else? What's next? So the next couple of things that were paired together was the Comic Academy, which is code for animation. And we got to, to my delight, draw Iron Man. I have never been so focused in trying to draw something in my life. And I am not an artist by any stretch of the imagination. And then really running at the same time, they were running something called Marvel Vault, uh, which I think was really sort of for the younger kids, but everybody took part. It was literally just you would go up, you would get an iPad, and it had Marvel Comics loaded onto it. So you could sit and read for as long or short a period of time as you wanted. Oh, interesting. Interesting. All right, we're taking a quick pause here and excited to welcome a new show sponsor to our show. He's going to be sponsoring our bonus episodes, at least for the next couple of months, and that is Blisslets. And so if you've not heard of Blisslets before, first, you're probably going to be seeing them on board the Disney ships here pretty soon and being sold in the Disney stores. They are a fabulous alternative to C-Bands. So Sam got a chance to check them out on our last cruise. They were kind enough to send her a couple of pairs to try out. Sam suffers from some seasickness and motion sickness at times and has used C-Bands in the past to try and alleviate that. And so she decided to give these blisslets a try. The two things Sam loved most about her blisslets were, one, they're a much more stylish alternative to the traditional C-Bands, but two, they also were better constructed. Uh, she said that she felt like they would hold up a lot better to the wear and tear on board than uh, the C-bands would. So she really liked them. They had a lot of great styles, even have some in leather. Uh, and so really, really nice product that she enjoyed. And she can't wait to try them out again on our cruise coming up here soon. So if you are a traditional C-bands user, but you're looking for something that's just maybe a little bit nicer to wear on board the ship, then head over to blisslets.com and check them out. We highly recommend them. And Sam has really enjoyed the product so far. So head over there, check them out. And thanks to Blisslets for sponsoring this bonus show. All right. Animation classes, some ability to peruse the comics, it sounds like. Uh, what What's next after that? Then I think um, after lunch, we, we were very uncertain based on what we'd heard on prior experiences. We did go to the theater to see the journey into the mystic arts with Dr. Strange. I'm not sure if our Dr. Strange was so Dr. Strangey. It is a it is a stage production. And I know COVID, they brought some kids up out of the audience to engage in that. They obviously did not do that on our sailing, but it was still better than what I had heard reviews about. So I'm glad that we went. And then almost immediately after that, we were in Fathoms for the review called the Star Spangled USO Show. Oh, I've seen this online. That looks so much fun. Was it was it good? It was so good. I went back to see it again. Nice. So what's yeah, what's the what's the show? What's the, it's like a it's like one of the war bond shows that he does in the movie, right? Yeah, so there were two singers um doing lots of sort of 40s music, Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy, Sing Sing Sing, three uh backup tapping uh chorus girls. 
And then, of course, at the end, you had the very inspirational Captain America who would come out. But it was it was really fun. That's good. That's good to hear. I don't recall them doing that kind of a thing on Star Wars Day at Sea. I do know they do like kind of a lightsaber training and that sort of stuff. I guess maybe that leads to a question of, did you see anything that was activities like specific for kids for Marvel Day at Sea? Other than, I'm assuming they had characters come out at the kids clubs, but was there anything that was like geared specifically toward kids? Um, there is one thing that's coming up that I'll talk about. I was not sailing with any kids, so I'm not sure that I have a hundred percent clarity in things that were targeting just the kiddos. Well, after the USO show, where did you, uh, yes. where'd you go next? Then we were off to a DCL fan favorite Marvel trivia. <laughs> and yes. this was probably offered four times during the day. Uh, we only made it to one super fun as always. They were also doing, which we did not go to on this sailing, we went on on our October sailing, which was the Marvel Super Fan Face-Off, which I would consider this like the most expert level Marvel trivia knowledge game that they have. Yeah, we did the we did the Super Fan Face-Off in on one of our sailings where you, you hold up the cards and they whittled the the group down until yes. you've got just two people up on stage. I'm assuming this was more like a pub style Marvel trivia, but at a high level of difficulty. It, it was the same thing. There were three rounds where they whittled everybody down and they got down to the two finalists. And then the two finalists had to watch one of the monitors and within 30 seconds, name as many characters as would flash on the screen as they could. Yeah. And that was that was fun because it was not just the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They were flashing up, you know, comic book characters and things yes. like that. So you had to be a real, not just a <laughs> Disney Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. You had to be a true Marvel fan at that point. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, that, well, how did you fare? <laughs> oh, we we did not play on this sailing, but in October, we won Marvel Trivia in October, but we did not even clear the third question in Superfan Faceoff. <laughs> uh, it tells you the level of the the content. Yeah, we had an, we had a similar experience. So, yeah. I can appreciate I can appreciate not getting past question 3. All right, well, you finish up trivia, what's next? So then, well, of course I went back to the USO show. But then right before the whole show dinner times, up on the pool deck was the Mickey and Friends Superhero Celebration. This was clearly targeting the kids. And it's where they had the the primary classic Disney characters come out, um, sort of attired each one in a Marvel type costume. So Goofy was Iron Man, for example. Uh, Minnie Mouse was Black Widow. And as each character came out, they would teach a little dance move and then they would just keep, you know, piling on top of, okay, now do all three of the moves, now do all four of the moves. So by the time you got to the end, all the characters were out and you had a whole little dance. Yeah. So the, what I like to call the traditional Disney dance party up on deck. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Then we were off to dinner. Um, I really wanted to be in animators for Marvel Day at Sea, even though it is not our favorite menu, minus the truffle per sets for Sam. They Because we didn't know what, if they were going to do anything different. They did have the display boards with the uh, Marvel Day at Sea logos on them. And then we had special multi-page paper menus that was given to everybody. But there wasn't really anything different. It was uh, themed names of, of the entrees and things like that. Our server ended up making us a napkin Groot um, at the table. 
So it was, it was a little bit, but I think in the other dining rooms, you probably wouldn't have even known um, other than the names of the dishes that it was a Marvel night. So I'm curious on the, so the menu, as I understand it, is like comic book themed. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It looks like a comic book when they bring it to you. So I'm curious about on the food side, was there, so I always, I always uh, take issue with what Disney does on some of these theme cruises because it's like, you know, okay, so what can we rename chicken fingers and fries to make it sound like pirate night? Oh, it's plank. It's, it's walk the planks or something like that. Right. Did they do anything to tie the food back to the movies in a real way? So for instance, did they have shawarma on the menu since that's such a big part of the first Avengers movie or at least a, a side joke in the, in the Avengers movie? There was shawarma at the poolside grills, but not on this menu. Interesting. Yeah. I always thought it'd be fun like to, to find the food references throughout the movies and actually serve those foods on board. Like I'm thinking at one point, Black Widow and Captain America share like a peanut butter and banana sandwich or something. <laughs> Could be fun to just kind of like have a portion of the menu that's really devoted to food from the movies in some way. So that's, that's sadly, that was not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Disney really falls down there. I wish they would. I wish they would find a way to do that stuff. But Well, after dinner, uh, were there more activities? So everybody knows there's always one night on the ship when there's going to be something on deck with fireworks. And this was that night that we went up. Um, we were up 30 minutes early and we still barely got a, uh, a railing spot around deck 10 for Marvel Heroes Unite. And before going into anything, spoilers or not, this is by far the best deck show on any sailing I have experienced. Uh, yeah. So what's involved? I guess what's involved with the deck show? So there, there is a storyline about Tony Stark and Stark Industries are going to premiere their new core power. And of course, you know, nothing is going to go right. And there are villains and bad guys that show up. There were characters rappelling up and down both funnels and zip lining between the two multiple times, which I'm used to only seeing one of those. They had a, a break where they were showing fight sequences that they had clearly pre-recorded all around the ship, which was really cool to see like Thor and Loki fighting on deck four as the ship is sailing along. Um, so there were great vignettes like that. And then there was a, a really big chase scene when the fireworks started going off. They played it into the story as if it was Iron Man flying off and like fighting somebody in the sky. So like his blasters were the fireworks. In totality, they used 13 different characters in this show. Oh, wow. OK, so which which characters make an appearance? Iron Man, you mentioned, I think you mentioned Loki. Um, it is it is your primary Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm actually scrolling down to look at the picture that we took at the end so I would get everybody. Hawkeye, Spider-Man, Black Widow, Black Panther, Cap, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Gamora, Peter Quill, Captain Marvel, Groot, Thor, and Loki. Wow. Yeah, that's quite the lineup then. That's quite it, the lineup. It was. I just kept going, oh my gosh, how many people are in this show? It was It was a thing of beauty. And I just wonder with having more space, what this is going to look like next year on the dream. That's, yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting to think about for sure. How, how long was the show? It was, 
I want to say it was 20 or 30 minutes because my best friend, bless her, recorded the whole thing. And I just kept thinking, oh my gosh, her her arm is going to fall off from holding the camera. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I can say safely filming two minutes worth of fireworks can get a little tiring. So yeah. What, what, were the fireworks longer than you expected them to be? Or were they still kind of the two to three minute affair? No. And it was it was one of those sporadic things where it was the show, they would do some fireworks, they would come back to some of the show. I would say that the firework portion was probably that two to three minutes that we're seeing on the other ships. But it was just integrated so well into the show and the storyline. I didn't mind it. Uh, and, and I assume they had like the great Marvel music playing in the background. Oh, absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, the fireworks show ends. Is that like the, is that the cap off of the uh, of the day? Were there any adult activities in the evening geared toward Marvel or was that really kind of the end of it? That was really kind of the end of it. I mean, they still had some more like trivias and things like that happening in the evening. Um, I will say that our towel art for the evening was Thor's hammer Mjolnir. Uh, so that was really fun. I'm trying to think a towel art of Thor's hammer. That would be really interesting to see, actually. <laughs> um, I guess the other one you could do is a towel art of Loki's like horned helmet. Uh, that might, that might, that might work. So yeah. Uh, fascinating. All right. Well, it sounds like a jam packed day. I'm, I'm actually pretty impressed because, uh, you know, on some of these themed cruises like Christmas and such, the activities have been really reduced. It, it does not sound like they were reduced at all on this sailing. That that's great. That's great. It sounds like you had a great time. Absolutely. It exceeded my expectations. Would you, would you do it again? I absolutely would do it again. Do, do you already have plans to? <laughs> um, I don't because of, of just other things that we have planned over the next 12 to 18 months. We might be able to squeeze it in next January or February. Uh, so stay tuned. All right. Well, what is next for you? Do you have anything planned? Well, we, again, we're waiting. We might squeeze something in in May, waiting a little bit uh, on that. Otherwise, we will in September do a day of, of bouncing around the parks to check off that 50th anniversary to do before we board the wish. Uh, well, Gail, it's been fabulous having you on and hearing about your cruise. Do you want to let folks know where they can track you down if they're interested in learning more or booking uh, a Marvel Day at Sea with you? Because you uh, you are a travel agent with Off to Neverland Travel, as I recall. Yes, I will say uh, one of my future goals is to be on an episode that will get me into rapid fire. So I'm that is that is a, a goal out there in the future. But for now, uh, again, my name is Gail Hartlerode. The Gail is spelled G-A-Y-L-E. I am with Off to Neverland Travel. And you can find me on facebook.com slash Neverland. Awesome. Well, my commitment to you, Gail, is uh, next time you sail, you let us know. We definitely need to have you back after you sail on The Wish because I'd love to hear your thoughts about The Wish. So you reach out, you let us know, and we will have you on. And I will make sure Sam gives you an awesome rapid fire. Sounds great. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thanks as always for listening to our bonus episode this week. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have uh, suggestions for bonus content that we could put out, hey, let us know. Questions, people you'd like us to talk to, that sort of thing. We're always open to show suggestions, so just let us know. So with that, just thanks to everyone out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. Please also be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us those five-star reviews. We love reading the reviews from our listeners and connecting with you in that way, and we love reading them them 
on the main show each week. So head over, leave us those five-star reviews. we got a few left to read, but we'll run out quickly. So don't miss your chance. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo blog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. If you'd like even more great content from the DCL Duo, you can browse over to a youtube.com slash dclduo to see some of the videos we put up from our vacations. And if you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash dclduo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for helping to defray the cost of this show each and every month. You can also support the show by browsing to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous Disney vacation. Just let them know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney Cruise or Disney Vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Thank you.